Hey, I'm Asher. And I'm Jackson. And what you're about to listen to is Strictly Confidential. I saw in a Snapchat the very corner of your mechanical keyboard and recognized it immediately. I, I thought to ask about it, but I actually stopped myself thinking he's going to tell me. He'll come to me when he's ready. <laughs> Welcome back to Mechanical Keyboys, your weekly podcast about mechanical keyboards. Telling you what's new and fun in the differences between tactile and linear switches. <laughs> but only as it relates to us personally. Because why would we make it relate to you? Listen, this is a saturated market. There's podcasts, videos, audiobooks everywhere about how you can find the perfect mechanical keyboard for you. There's no podcast out there that just talks about Jackson's mechanical keyboard, and we are filling that market. We are the only ones around it. I bet there's not even a subreddit for Jackson's mechanical keyboard. Anyway, mine is going to have the transparent purple plastic that you get around a Game Boy Color. Even the keycaps, if I can figure that out. You can. I've seen keycaps that are like that. I would love that look as the case, but not the actual keycaps. Because the keys... I love how the keycaps look when they're opaque. Having them be clear, I think, would be too much clear. Yeah, I mean, when you're doing the old hunt and peck, that makes things a lot a lot trickier. It also if you would lose just be, the function key, you may never find it again. It also may be really intense with backlighting, and at that point you would have, like, I don't know how many keys are on a keyboard. Let's say 100. If I'm wrong, you can put in the right number later. I'll say a bunch of numbers so you can put one in. 20, 40, 50, 80. There you go. You're lucky because different keyboards have different amount of keys. So you could be right. But this one, if I had translucent purple keys on here, I would be able to see the light glowing through and probably lighting that one up because two of my keys are already thinner than the other keys and you can see the light lighting it up and it's not amazing. But then also you would see the kind of ugly looking switch underneath it as well. It's not the cool motherboard that a Game Boy Color has. We got another 60 minutes lined up of mechanical keyboard talk, so don't go anywhere. All right, well, Jackson, before we come back on air and we continue to talk about mechanical keyboards, I'm feeling a little peckish, so uh, I'm going to run down to the vending machine down the hall. You want anything? Uh, yeah, if they have a uh, if they have the plum Red Bull been uh, craving one of those recently. OK, they actually have too many plum Red Bulls. You're the only one who buys those. You may notice, though, that my pockets are turned inside out to prove that I don't have any money. However, I will return with soda and candies, because I know how to hack a vending machine. And that's what we're talking about today. We had spoken about a few different experiences in my childhood that I just assumed were shared experiences for all kids, and you did not share in those experiences. But surely in your childhood, there were playground-style rumors that you could press the buttons on a vending machine in the correct order, and it would dispense a free soda. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. There's you could not call that a regional rumor. I think that's any place that has a vending machine plugged into the wall. The kids uh, whisper to each other. Sweet nothings. <laughs> excited whispers about the supposed correct combination to push that would vend a free drink. But is this possible? And that's what I want to find out today, because I definitely would brush it off 
as just a playground rumor. And it's something I hadn't thought about for a, quite a long time because now I just have a dollar and a lot of vending machines let you swipe your card so it's even easier. So what what inspired this? Was this you actually going to a vending machine and thinking, I would like a drink and I will pay a dollar. But what if I didn't have to? Well, I know a little bit more than most about how vending machines work, which I'll get to. But this really resurfaced because a couple years ago in 2017, BuzzFeed Mm. News. The year of our Lord. And usually when we make when I say things that are ridiculous, I expect you to laugh because I want you to think it's funny because that's entertainment value. Don't laugh at this. Is BuzzFeed News like legit? Yeah. Is it? Is, it's like a real web. It's like a real news site, right? Aren't they trying their best? Yeah, I think BuzzFeed is supposedly the kind of wackier version of BuzzFeed News. But I, I think BuzzFeed News is trying to be in line with like New York Times, Chicago Tribune, that kind of thing. OK, because I found many other news outlets reporting on this and they all refer back to BuzzFeed News as being the original story that broke. And they have the paperwork to back this up. It's real. What am I talking about? There were $3,314 worth of snacks stolen from a vending machine over the course of a year. 525,600 minutes. These weren't particularly large, hungry brutes smashing up vending machines. No, these vending machines were hacked. And it all took place in a single location to a single set of vending machines. Well, the best part, this happened within the CIA. Several CIA contractors were kicked out of the agency for stealing more than $3,000 worth of snacks from the vending machines, according to a declassified document from the Office of Inspector General report. That came out <laughs> in October 2013. BuzzFeed was somehow the first people to get their hands on this, but it is real. Several, and the number is never revealed, although they did find the mastermind who discovered the hack. CIA contractors stole literally thousands of dollars worth of snacks over the course of from uh, 2012 to 2013. Wow. Eventually, when you're stealing from the CIA, you get caught because they have this really sophisticated, advanced tactic called installing a camera. And they could clearly see... Who it was that was lifting Snickers from the CIA. I and it love, was their own contracted employees. I love that you made fun of the fact that the CIA only went to the efforts of installing a camera. But what would be the alternative to them installing a camera? No, my joke is they didn't even like this was a problem for a while. They oh, realized yeah. that lots they were restocking lots and lots of food and not getting money back for it. So they knew that that theft had been going on for some time. Thousands of dollars worth. And I mean, typical snack, I'm going to round it about a dollar. So within a year's time, about 3000 snack items went missing. I'm just saying it took them way too long to figure this out. (laughs) The CIA was like, man, I guess it's pretty low priority. And in the end, when these guys were caught and of course fired, They didn't press charges. I would think that this is more of an embarrassment to them. So this was 100% an inside job. It was an inside job. Um, It could have happened anywhere. And that's part of why this is 
so hilarious to me because if you you could just steal snacks from a vending machine in a parking lot, but no, you're going to steal from the CIA. And it seems like they're trying to make a statement or prove a point. Or I don't know, maybe they think it's like when, you know, when a hacker gets hired by a security team because they have an understanding of the system that exceeds the original like program. Yeah. Um, I think there's movies that do this too. Like the con man gets hired by the FBI because he's got, he's got skills. Yeah. Um, I don't know what audition they thought they were like performing this complicated hack for because they already worked for the CIA. It so it makes me think of my dad went to Rice University for I think just for a year before he went to ended up going to a different school. But he talked about how the physics students at the university, they had this gigantic statue outside. I guess the physics students didn't have the statue. They had this gigantic statue outside that was probably, I mean, several tons uh, in weight. But the physics students figured out how to lift it turn it 90 degrees and set it back down overnight one one year. And they pranked the school by doing this. And so the school knew it was the physics students, but never found out exactly who it was and nobody could move it back. That's nuts. I love there is some ingenious that's embedded into prank energy because I hear stories about these pranks where it's not just like the, the famous ones aren't the ones that are mean spirited and, and destructive. It's the ones where people perform a magic trick and do these seemingly impossible things. Or the ones that have no negative causes other than just why or confusion. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, cool, you rotated the statue. Can you rotate it back? It's cool if you can't, but... <laughs> <laughs> Pranks where when you see them, your, your brain doesn't even react immediately. You just stand there and process it for a little bit. Like, yeah. I don't think there was a truck in this supply closet yesterday. <laughs> so these guys, maybe they, they had to have known they would eventually get caught. They essentially threw away their jobs for nothing more than potato chips. And there's an article on Slate, originally on Nosh, a blog about snacks, written by uh, <laughs> Heather Schwedel. And she actually, she mentioned this story as well. And I really like what she has to say about the motivation behind this. She says, I have a theory that most people have an affection for vending machines, or at least a strange fascination. And I think it's a holdover from childhood, when the things that you love the most are candy, pushing buttons, and getting to do adult stuff, like handling money. Vending machines neatly encompass all three of those things. And this theory is based on my own experience. I happen to think it's very weird and cool that just about everywhere you go, you can buy snacks and sodas from a dumb robot if you can scrape together a dollar. But also what I observed when one of my colleagues brought her kids in for a recent take your daughter and son to work day, when they said, mom, can you buy us food from the vending machine? One of them half suggested, half guilt tripped. Even though they had already eaten and there was free food in the office, they wanted to feed the dollar bill into the machine twice their size and be able to select their very own choice of snack via big clicky buttons. And can you blame them? No, I can't. I've always thought vending machines were cool, man. I mean, it's it's the idea of transformation. There's a Calvin and Hobbes comic where he and Hobbes are trying to figure out how a toaster works. And Calvin s says something like, hey, dad, how does the toaster work? If I put bread in, toast comes out. But where does the bread go? <laughs> yeah. Like that whole concept of I put a dollar bill in and it transforms into a Snickers Deluxe or whatever. 
Right. Especially when you're young, that dollar bill is just like a sweaty piece of paper. And being able to convert that into a Heath bar? Just kidding. No, no kid eats a Heath bar. A Snickers. And this but, magical device will do the conversion for you. Appease the obese robot with your coins. Appease the rectangle god with your green offering. How can we replicate this? I want free snacks. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll get caught. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna steal thousands of dollars worth. How can I hack a vending machine? Is it possible without a CIA level of hacking ability? Well, I do want to explain how these guys did it. The instigator, the mastermind who had quote knowledge of computer networks, basically figured out how to abuse the way that that machine processed money. Part of the operating system, and operating system is a pretty strong word, but but that's what it is, uses this thing called Freedom Pay to process the transactions when you swipe a card. However, they found that you could secretly and non-destructively unplug the cable connecting the electronic payment system to the network that processes the money through Freedom Pay. And basically, they would swipe an unfunded Freedom Pay card because that connection was severed it wouldn't receive the no funds signal and it would just assume there was money on the card and then it would dispense whatever they punched in. Huh, wild. So calling that a hack is probably still a little generous. It's a little bit um, lo-fi, just unplugging some wires, but it's still a little bit more sophisticated than you can probably do at the uh, vending machine in your school. And this was definitely a newer card swipe vending machine. I grew up with the big button Coca-Cola vending machines, you know, like those chunky two by four inch buttons that have a picture of the can. And that's the only way you can interact with the machine. Punching those chunky buttons with your fist. When you immediately brought this topic, I thought of the SpongeBob episode where Mr. Krabs is it shows Mr. Krabs as a kid and he has a quarter with a hole in it with a string that he throws in and pulls the quarter out. That's kind of an icon of a character that has street smarts. There's lots of cartoons that do exactly that, where there's a string on a dollar or a hole in a coin, and they're always just like, yeah, you're, you're new around here, huh? Well, I'll show you, I'll show you around. I'll show you how to, how to make it on the streets. This is a terrible accent. I don't know what I'm getting at, but you I got would- the street, you got the street urchin guy. <laughs> Who's got the street smarts? I loved your slow transition out of the accent. <laughs> I, I just gave up. You could tell. I was like, this isn't working. Yeah, but you didn't give up entirely. You slowly moved. So when you said street urchin, you still had a little bit of the like, ah, <laughs> ah. Tony Del Vecchio. You're telling me you're still paying for honey buns? <laughs> <laughs> this guy ain't no sucker. And that's how we know because he gets food from a vending machine for free. Well, that guy wouldn't probably would not have made it in 2019 because vending machines now are sophisticated. You know, we're entering the the smart home era where your refrigerator has a Wi-Fi connection. But there's vending machines now that small businesses can afford that have lots of precautions to prevent hacking and otherwise abusing the machine. But also things in place that guarantee that you're going to get your product, which is nice and not going to focus on this too much, but there is infrared sensors above the place where you, the, the dispensary of the snack where you reach in and grab it. And newer machines, they'll rotate the coils after you pay and it'll rotate 360 degrees 
Sometimes the snack gets stuck, right? And then you're just boned and then pay again. Except new machines, if nothing breaks the plane of that infrared beam, it'll just rotate it again until something falls through. So you're guaranteed to at least get something, maybe two somethings. But those same kind of sensors are also precautionary measures to prevent people from doing things like, I had always heard you could cut the top of a plastic uh, Coke bottle lid, like, and that was basically the exact size of a quarter, and it had the right weight where you could jam that into a machine and it would work. Maybe that did some years ago, but now there is very sophisticated technology that processes coins. Like it has electromagnets to make sure that it's made of the right material. It's more than just weight. I'm um, such a bad criminal because my fear, if I came up with that idea, would be, what if I jam the machine and then they have to figure out who jammed the machine and they call the FBI in and my fingerprints are on the Coke lid? <laughs> well, thankfully... <laughs> Most machines still aren't that sophisticated. There's plenty of big button Coke machines that are out there. And Jackson, what if I told you that I know a secret way to pull information from those machines using a particular button combination? There is some truth to the playground rumor that you can punch buttons in the right order and get a Coke can. Okay. You're supposed to go, huh? what? Just like our audience is. <clears throat> Let me pull out my notepad so I can figure out how to do this. Well, the only way that you can interact with the onboard computer of a vending machine is through the front buttons. So when you're setting the price, which isn't fixed to the vending machine, that's something you can update whenever you want. You do have to use those front big chunky buttons to do that. You can set the price with those buttons. That is the way you interact with the operating system. So it's like when I'm at Sonic and the machine isn't taking my card. So the lady at Sonic holds her button, her, her finger in the top right corner of the touchscreen for a minute and it brings up the admin console. Yeah, that kind of thing. And I'm sure that at some point someone's dad was a restocker or a kid saw someone punching in the prices for a vending machine and that they were just using the front buttons and was like, I bet I could do that in reverse and set all the prices to zero. But here's what you can do right now. And this actually, I pulled up, I already knew this, and this is something I did to not really impress my friends, but pass the time in high school. Here's an ancient thread that is actually on Bungie's website, the video game developer Bungie. It has nothing to do with their video games. It is an 11-year-old thread called How to Hack a Coca-Cola Vending Machine. All caps, of course, but I'm not going to yell that at you. I appreciate that. This person starts with a very unnecessary preface explaining that Coke vending machines are everywhere. And I understand this. But uh, there's a very strict list of vending machines that have a debug menu. First of all, they're all Coca-Cola product vending machines. This means that giant, unmissable picture on the front that show any of the following. Coke, Dasani water, Barks root beer. He goes on to list every single beverage that Coca-Cola owns. I guess just so he can look thorough and intelligent. I do know what Coke is. <laughs> Machine must have an LED screen. Some of the older ones just allow the LED to set a price amount, and those don't have a debug menu. If the LED is, is scrolling something like ice-cold Cokes, that's a likely candidate. Here's the button combination. 4, 2, 3, 1. 42, 31. Pretty simple. The top button in the column being 1, and the fourth from the top being 4. Pretty easy to figure that out. If you have horizontal buttons, it's left to right. One, two, three, four. There is a certain amount of information that is publicly available on vending machines that you can get to if you just know that combination. 
and that is the debug menu. So, so four, two, three, one, put in that order. And then I'm not even looking at this anymore. The, I just, this is just from my own experience. It'll say error on the screen, but that's a good thing. That's what you want. From that point on the top button acts as exit or back button two is up. Button three is down. Button four is select. I guess since this has been on the, well, they wouldn't have gone back and fixed a bunch of Coke vending machines to where it's different now, would they? No. And I mean, this is for the people who own the machine. There's a, there's a few interesting things you can see immediately from the outside. And one of which would be cash will be one of the options you can rotate through. That's how much money is in the machine currently. And that's the one thing that's kind of like weirdly sensitive information is if you were worried about someone trying to smash open your vending machine. Yeah. Uh, public information, how much money is in the machine. And there's no passcode beyond the 4231? No, that's it. Here's See, the thing, though. With You can, res as the owner of the vending machine, you can reset the password. But no one ever does that. I would estimate that 99.9% .9 of people who buy vending machines don't really even bother to read the manual and figure out that you can change the password. So 4231 is the default password to get into the debug. You can also look at the total sales count. This is just interesting in a really nerdy way. You can go through day by day for the past week and see what items have sold and how much of that has sold and the total amount of money made on that day. I do know this works and is real because my high school was a weird private school that um, had classes three days a week, and you could see ginormous sales spikes on those days. Hmm. There's also version, which basically is just the this version of the operating system. The error log, which shows how many column jams, VIN mechanism errors, everything that's gone wrong, it'll log that in the system, and you can view it there. That's the one thing you can actually influence, though, because if you hold down button four for a few seconds, it clears all the errors. Huh. And then finally, return is the other option, which just simply returns you back to the normal VIND mode because hitting exit doesn't get you out of the debug menu. Uh, you can also just hold down the coin release button for a few seconds and it'll give you the internal temperature of the machine. That's without entering debug mode or anything? Yeah, you just hold it down and it tells you how cold the, the machine is. I'm doing that one. That one's way easier. Way easier. But uh, I still didn't get a free drink. I just learned about the drinks inside. And while it was very educational, I'm still thirsty. How do I get a free drink? Because I heard legends about older machines having a function like on that menu where you see cash, the error report. There was another one called like test and you could test vend each one of the slots. And I was told that it only existed on like older machines. But that's bizarre because really old coke machines don't have an lcd display right? right so how old does it have to be but new enough that you can that it has a debug menu well the mythical test vin button does exist because that's useful if you own the vending machine however it is under the service mode and there is a simple button that you push to enter the service mode which lets you do the real fun stuff change the prices test vend um, basically that's how you would get free snacks from the machine. The problem is the button to enter the service mode is on the inside of the machine, inside the door. Mm. So while technically once you press that button, yes, you can, you can use the outside buttons to vend a free, uh, a free drink. But if you're already inside the machine, just grab the drinks. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. So no, this podcast isn't really about ways to perform theft 
which is what this would be. And that's not really even something that crossed my mind when I was a child, that if I punched in enough buttons and it was magically the right combination and I got a free drink, that was not theft in my mind at all. That was a gift. That's because there's a huge robot in between you and the person you're stealing from. Exactly. Well, now my palate is just covered with Cheeto dust and I am full of crumbs all over my new shirt. I need a palate cleanser. I think a Snopes would go down real smooth right now. Well, I'm excited to be here on the Snopes. I've got a fun one for you today. The question we're answering is, are flamingo egg yolks pink? (laughs) Okay. And the answer is no, they are not pink. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for coming. This is been Get the Snopes. (laughs) Uh, In mid-2016, an odd rumor began traversing fun fact sites saying that flamingo egg yolks are pink. And the, the meme that they created looks like as little work as possible. But and they don't have any backing for it at all. And scientists immediately were able to show them a like a resident flamingo expert at the Flamingo Gardens in Fort Lauderdale immediately told them that that was not the case, that flamingo yolks are not dissimilar in color to chicken egg yolks. But it's funny to me that people think bird is pink. Yolk must be pink. Flamingos don't actually even start out pink. No, they don't. And I'm not even a flamingo expert. And I know that. They start out white and then based on their diet or gray and based on their diet, they end up pink. They didn't even need to go to the flamingo expert, which I love that the the full dismantling. They're like, we're going to do our due diligence. Here's a guy that knows about birds. And he's just like, nah, this person, the flamingo experts name. She's a woman and her name is Caitlin Kite. And she wrote a book in 2015 called. Actually, I want you to guess the name of the book. I'm ready. Guess it. Oh, guess it. Yeah, I want you to guess the name of the book. Um, man, is it a pun with the go part of flamingo? Like flamingo to the poles, but something different. The book is called Flamingo. Oh, well, you've set me up for disappointment here. Well, that's all I've got is disappointment here. And you know what won't disappoint you? Glimmerl's music, his growing discography is always satisfying. He wrote our theme song Threadbare off the album Burden of Proof. You can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, places that play music, play his music, and glimrelmusic.com. And also thanks to Connor Voigt for our jingle, Hit the Snopes. We love that 22nd banger. It rules. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to follow us on our social media, we've got a Twitter at S Confident Show, an Instagram at Strictly Confidential Show. And if you want to shoot us an email about anything, we, well, anything. If you want to shoot us about literally anything, our email is strictlyconfidentialshow at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, we want to have you on the show. We love doing interview episodes. Come talk about your paranormal experiences and how many snacks that you've stolen from vending machines through nonviolent means. Anything that you're passionate about that is within the realm of secrecy. We want to talk about it and tell your best friends to listen to the show if you enjoy it because y'all have similar tastes and you trust each other, they'll probably actually check it out if you ask them to. And that helps us out a lot. Small personal announcement. If you like what I do on my half of the show here, I also have a YouTube channel where I talk about video games and do some fun video essay stuff. So check that out as well. You can search it 
Ole Jackson Boy. Old is spelled O-L and boy is spelled B-O-Y. And uh, that's pretty much all we do, man. So I've been Asher. And I've been Jackson. And you've been listening to Strictly Confidential. And until next time, keep vending for free. Honey bars.